Hello, friends. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Kenton. This is Rewild University's Unleash Your Life podcast. rings especially with the shoulder surgery yeah you know it's doing a lot better wow having some good gains back of flexibility and strength i lost a lot during that you know it it was pretty bad yeah oh my goodness but still i mean i can't do that i so wish that i could do that like the way you hang upside down on there and stuff it's pretty fun it's like a meditation (laughs) that meditation i know but i'm just not as strong as you are and I'm not as strong as a lot of other women and men. True. You know, it's, we're kind of each where we are. Yeah. It's, I know, but sometimes to just get like, I wish I could do that. And if you go on YouTube or you just watch any kind of media, we're going to tend to see a lot of superheroes who yeah. have incredible physiques and incredible movement. And it can make us feel pretty inadequate. Definitely, especially because sometimes you might have a medical situation, like you have had shoulder surgeries, and you know I know I've had a few health things where I have not been as optimal as I could be, and I, for some reason, my brain is like, "Come on, you're not where you could be. You're not where you could be. You're not where you could be." Instead yeah. of saying, "Hey, okay, I should be grateful that I am here where I am. I can walk. I can see." I'm not in constant pain. Sometimes I wish we had some different approaches to fitness because the reality for a lot of us out there is that we're not in really good shape. Either age has kind of caught up with us or our weight is way higher than we thought or we're dealing with some kind of illness or disease. Whatever it is, we just aren't able to be as movement-oriented, as fit as we would like. And then, boom, we go and we look around us and when you see those examples of superheroes, yeah, you just uh, feel inadequate. I was going to say, you can't, well, I haven't done a ton of research on this, but I, I'm really guessing there's not as many videos for those of us out there who are 85 and recovering from pneumonia or somebody exactly. who is maybe 100 pounds overweight. You don't see those videos of here's how to get back on track or here's how to begin again. I did a video just a while back on rings and I tried to make it for almost everybody. Not everybody, obviously, but... I think people really appreciate it. Something that wasn't just doing the iron cross muscle up. The most fanciest version out there. Right. Here's how you can put some rings up in your house, basically no matter what your fitness level, and get some benefit from them. And it makes movement kind of fun. I think what we need to do is we need to make movement available to everybody get away from this paradigm of going on YouTube and there's the tutorial for the triple backflip off of one building onto another building. That's cool. It's super fun to watch. It can be inspiring for the right people. But where is the less flashy stuff? How is somebody that just landed themselves in a wheelchair going to get motivated and excited about movement again and find ways that they can move the parts of their body that they can move? How's that person with MS or struggling with 200 extra pounds on their body right gonna start wow i'm i'm so glad you said that because i was thinking that movement really should be for everybody and i'm glad you call it movement and not exercise 
it's movement. Movement if, is different. If we could make that switch, it would be life-changing. Movement for everybody. I'm going to back up in time and say a number of years ago, 10 years ago, I broke my pelvis and my sacrum. I fractured them in a riding accident. <laughs> on the most stable, relaxed horse in the world. And then I was on that. It was your horse's fault. Bazzy horse. It must have got stung by a bee. And then everything went to hack. He was afraid of her. So he was moving to get out of her right. way because she was flipping oh out. Oh, my gosh. And I didn't have – we were just sitting and the horses were munching apples. And I didn't even have my hands on the reins. I should have just fallen straight to the ground, but I was worried about your horse. Stepping Yeah, because she had like right? dinner size – Dinner plate size. Dinner folks, plate yeah. size, yeah. I mean, these are – gigantic draft horses yeah and so i threw myself anyway ended up with a fractured pelvis and sacrum and i was in the hospital for five days and then i could hardly get out of bed it was a wheelchair then it was a walker then it was a cane and let me tell you you want to move in those times movement is essential to our well-being i think we all want to move but we can forget that thing is here that okay do you remember that the ackies Oh, yeah. Week. Addictive cultural influences. Right. And those ackies are made very accessible to mm. us. So we live in a culture and what it makes accessible to us, we're going to tend to develop our habits whoa, whoa, around whoa. that. I totally get where you're going here. You're, you're talking about movement now. Mm -hmm. Because what is it? It's flat floors in our houses, yes. flat sidewalks, flat roads. Mm -hmm. We sit in the morning. We sit in our car. Chairs everywhere. Off. Yeah. Wow. So we're making non-movement. Well, I mean, obviously, you're kind of always moving, but we're making movement less accessible and the non-movement remotes for our televisions. and Yeah, it's almost like the idea is to make things as easeful as possible for us, but it's not actually ease. It's restricting our motion. Mm, which so, leads to dis-ease. Yeah. Get it? <laughs> but yes. it's true. It can. Taking it too easy eventually causes problems. I used to have to... Climb up a tree to get the coconut. Now I just maybe even don't have to bend over. It's right there in the tray at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And everything is made so easy for us movement-wise that it's no wonder that our bodies begin to degrade. So what can we do? What if I am that person that's in a wheelchair or I have some sort of thing in my life that isn't allowing me to be at the movement level that I want? Here's where we're going to get really radical and say... That your mind is so powerful that it alone can help you grow stronger. Wow. Is this like that Olympic study from way back when, when the athletes were like on their days off, they were thinking about... Visualizing their, yeah, their thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. And they perform much better. But there's an even more remarkable study. This was Brian Clark at the Ohio University. And <laughs> what he did is he took 29 volunteers... And to be in the study, you have to get your hand wrapped in a surgical cast for a month. Whoa, a month? For a month. Oh my gosh. I do not know if I would do that for a study. <laughs> half the people, they're just wearing the cast. The other half spend 11 minutes a day sitting down, actually strongly visualizing that they are flexing the muscles in their wrists. Whoa. At the end of the period, double the strength in the ones that use the meditation rather than the ones that didn't. Okay, I just want to get this in my head. So at the end of the time, at the month, they take the cast off, and the people who did the visualization for 11 minutes a day, their wrists were twice as strong as the ones who didn't. Exactly. And all they did 
Just was visualize it. Right. Wow. Do you know what that means? <laughs> well, I, I would say that it means that our minds and our bodies are so interconnected that we can't think of them separately anymore. And that if we are just trying to start out with movement, that there is actually a benefit just from meditating on the movement. Mm-hmm. What do you think? <laughs> I am just kind of blown away because that's such good news for anybody who can't move as much as they want to because you can still be in touch with your body. And that makes me think of those, um, what do they call the neuro neuromuscular pathways Yes. between your brain and whatever part of your body that you're moving. This is exactly what the study was looking at. Now, we talk about neuromuscular pathways when people start out, let's say, weightlifting. Mm-hmm. And they're going to notice in those first few weeks some incredible gains of strength. How did this happen? I don't look any more buff in the mirror, but I might be lifting double what I was when I started. Our body, our brain, as we say, are completely interconnected, but we connect them more when we start moving in a way and being mindful about that movement. And the more we do that, we forge these connections throughout our body. So it's half that we're just not moving, but it's also half that we're not actively creating these neuromuscular pathways. We're not actively being mindful about our movement in a way that creates those strong electrical networks that allow the muscles to continue to grow and function at their best. Okay, so neuromuscular pathway. Just because maybe some people, I didn't have any idea when somebody said, oh, neuromuscular pathway. I thought, well, that sounds like a really fancy technical term, but what does it mean? We're talking about, as I said, that connection between the brain and whatever part of your body that you're using. But it's like a little highway that you drive. And at first, you don't know it very well. And then after a while, you've driven it so much, you can almost do it automatically. Is that kind of a good analogy? Yeah. So when you're teaching belly dance, Mm -hmm. someone tries a move the first time and it's a dark murky road and it was like that for head slides with me remember when you had oh, to yeah. hold my shoulders and oh, like, yeah. oh, i can't get it but now i can do it and so that highway has been driven so many times that it's just there now yeah wow and when we just think about that highway being driven we make it a little bit more familiar to us we clear it a little bit more and so once we're we've decided okay i want to start moving more i want to make motion part of our life. Yes, it's important to move our body, but it's just as important to be aware of that neuromuscular connection. This is really, really exciting. I'm excited about it because I want to move more. And sometimes for me, it's the fact that I just put too much into my day. But if I can realize, hey, as I'm doing something, I can be thinking about the movement I want. Rebecca, that's why when you said make this differentiation between exercise and movement, it's so important. Because exercise is something we step out of our day and we get on the treadmill or we go to the gym and we do the exercise and then we go back into our lives. Mm. And when we separate something out like that, it comes along with the danger of, oh, I have to go to the gym. Oh, but it's not really time to make a good meal for the kids. Or it's such a nice day out. I'll do it tomorrow. Uh, Yeah. Right. I have to just, all of a sudden, little light bulb. Think about our ancestors. They're foraging, they're hunting, they're chopping wood, they're carrying water, they're building a fire, they're scraping hides, they're making their tools. Movement is every part of their life. And then you said we sort of strip that out. It reminds me of food, white rice or white bread or pick any of that stuff. We suck all the nutrients out of it. (laughs) And then what do we do? Well, because there's no nutrients, then we turn around, we put vitamins back in. It just seems like something inherent is missing. 
it's exactly what you're talking about with the exercising. We've stripped the movement out of our life, and then we say, but now you need to go to the gym. Isn't that the story of our culture? Our daughter Mirabelle was looking at this cork board we have over here, mm -hmm. and she was looking at it and saying, huh, because it, it's all kind of particles of cork. And she said, did they like put the cork in a blender and blend it up and then <laughs> glue it together or something? And I said, that is, we have, there's cork wood. We could just put that up. Mm -hmm. But no, instead we like to destroy things and stick them back together. It seems to be the human. Yeah, I bet we could find <laughs> a lot way. of examples of that. Oh, where if we would just goodness. take it as Mother Nature gave it to us, it would probably be a lot easier. <laughs> but I love the concept that you're getting at here, which is, Make movement a part of our everyday, daily life. Yes. Right? We talk about parkour vision out here, starting to see your environment as a playground. It doesn't even have to go that far. But we start to think, okay, here's my life. Here's my movement in my life. Can I step back and take a look? What do I usually do? I'm sitting in this chair, for instance, at my office the whole day. And when we step back and we look at that, and we see our movement, and then we say, how could I expand out of that movement bubble a little bit mm. that might mean okay i have a standing desk too and i switch oh, between yeah. the two or i get rid of that chair and i get an exercise ball that's what mm, we used to use yes, at our desk yes. and now we stand at ours but but we had a ball all these we had a ball <laughs> we always have a ball <laughs> all these different ways to expand our movement but to do that i do think we need to take a clear look at our current movement paradigm and then start to explore what happens literally when I move slightly out of the current range. So I imagine, okay, so I've been in a, in a car accident, I'm paralyzed from the waist down, I'm sitting here in my wheelchair and filled with fear and anxiety about the future and, and it's just a really, really rough place for me. And everything's bruised and hurt and, and I'm trying to move my hand and and things just don't seem like they're they're working really well. I can kind of only raise it up a little bit. But if I raise it up to that edge of its motion, mm. then I'm I'm starting to tell those muscles. I'm starting to reburn pathways there and say, "Hey, these muscles can move to there. And can they move a millimeter more? Mm. Just a millimeter more." <laughs> We're dancing in kind of a, t a tough balance here because. We have to talk about the difference between pain and discomfort. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up because immediately what comes to mind is that period of time when I was in the wheelchair, the walker, then the cane, trying to ask myself, is this pain actually damaging me or is this just pain that is uncomfortable? And yeah. it can be with anything. I mean, if you have extra weight, a lot of things are uncomfortable. And so, again, is it causing me actual damage? Is it damaging to my health? Or is it just something that I don't really like and I don't really want to experience? And I know you've experienced with this with your rehabilitation. Yeah. You hit a point where you realize the pain is not damaging me. It does not feel good. But if I do not go through this pain, I will not regain the use of this limb in the same range of motion and the same strength. There's been a paradigm shift in the medical industry where with injuries, they often said just do not use it. Let it just sit there. And they've started to say now, get up and start moving as quick as you can. I mean, with your fractured pelvis, I want to say the second day. Oh my gosh, I will never forget that day. <laughs> I was in so much pain and this wonderful, big, tough, old, bald 
guy, he was so sweet, and he was just this big, burly, sweet guy, and he came in, he's like, okay, we're going to see how you're doing. And he was like physical therapy guy, right? And yeah. here I'm in my gown, and I get up, and I take, I put weight on my feet, and immediately it's like, the pain was like meeting God. And I was like, oh, and I just grabbed a hold of him around the neck and started sobbing into him. And he's like, okay, we'll put you back into bed for today. <laughs> <laughs> but that that paradigm shift is telling us that we're, we've started to see that the body really responds to movement. If it sits still for too long, it starts to kind of glue itself together. Yeah. And we need to expand our range of motion, expand our movement. How to do that? It's going to be individual for each person because there might be some parts of your body that work really well and some that don't. We're all facing our own challenges. Yeah. Every body is different, (laughs) right? Every person's body is different and different at different times in your life, sometimes day to day. Yeah. That's a good thing to remember too. So starting to recognize that there's that difference between we want to put ourselves into some what we might call discomfort, moving to the edge of our range of motion with my wrist or my leg or whatever right, it is. Intentionally making things difficult, but not to the point of destruction. Yeah. After your shoulder surgery, they gave you a little ball to squeeze with your hand. That was the first thing, but they said, don't move the shoulder. But it was not even less than two weeks when it, it's physical therapy. Okay, let's see how we can do. And gradually, slowly, but you needed to get that moving again. So as yeah. you said, it didn't glue up. Yeah. So bringing this all back to what can we do mm-hmm. wherever we are as as you said i love this because it is so individual it reminds me of rewilding in general the principle that you have within yourself the knowledge that you need and so awareness for a moment stop pause look at your body give your body some gratitude for carrying you oh, to yeah. where you are in this spot in your life here you are you're still here that's so important can i just break in and say yeah if we can start from that place of appreciation and joy for the body that we have right now mm. it probably is not performing or behaving the way we want <laughs> it to the way that we would ideally have it but it's what we have right now and it's where we are and if we are using a lot of energy towards self-punishment or self-loathing, that's just energy that could be used for positive things. Absolutely. You're so, sucking your energy out by doing that. Yeah. I used to be that way so often, pick myself apart just oh my gosh. horribly. And then I didn't really get to have any changes until I started saying, wow, okay, look at what I do have. That's liberating to say, hey, body, I'm taking you right where you are. I'm going to love you the way you are. Here we are. We're a partner. Let's mm-hmm. do this. You're going to be a team. And then you can start moving forward together and you're doing so positively. That positive energy is going to get you way further mm. than the negative energy. Yeah. So some gratitude for this physical being mm-hmm. of yours. And then from there, assessing not where I wish I was, where I once was, where am I right now? Maybe you're the grandma who suddenly can't really get down with your grandkids and then get up off the floor again. You can acknowledge that. That is nothing wrong with you. That is simply where you are. And then say, hmm, you know what? I think the first thing I want to do right is be able to get down, up and down off the floor, play with my grandkids. Yeah. And how can I achieve that? But at least you know where you're starting. And then if you can look at that from just a outside perspective, here's where I am. And again, not put that 
second level of, oh, I'm such a failure because I let myself get here or whatever. I know I've been there. I do that sometimes still. Don't do it because it sucks your energy out. Take that energy, notice where you're at, and from there say, okay, what steps do I need to take? Oh, I notice my knees are really feeling weak and there was that injury I had. Mm-hmm. I should maybe have my knee replaced, but I'm not going to yet. What can I do to get to where I want to be? Yeah. Looking at just yourself. We talked about thinking, burning those pathways. And we'll talk in the action points about how you can do that in a very direct way. But also when we're talking about expanding our range of motion, I don't think we hit on some kind of practical ways to do that. Because remember, here's this culture, like the Aki, that is creating a, a nice, easeful way for us to get from one place to another. And if we can wiggle ourselves out of that a little bit, then, oh, and the options are there. Oh, too bad. I was hoping for a moving sidewalks everywhere. It's <laughs> probably not far off. Have you seen Wally, the movie Wally, yeah. where they all sit in those floating oh, chairs? Oh, yeah. 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 And that's... Yeah. That was a super inspiring movie in a way because those people wanted to move. Mm-hmm. They just were locked into stuff. And they into were the culture. In, yeah. The way the culture. The culture didn't even say, yeah, go ahead and get out into the swimming pool and have a dip. And in the end, they get up out of their chairs and start moving a little bit. And actually, the climax of the story is one of those guys getting out of his, right. his chair. So that's it. It's getting out of our chairs. When I go to the grocery store, I can drive back and forth until I find a parking spot that's right up close to the front. Mm. So I've let my car do all the work for me. Or I can park at the far end of that parking lot and walk in. My legs can do the walking for me. And you're always going to have a parking spot. It's going to be super easy. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's actually a lot easier than getting in that whole mess Mm. up there where a lot of accidents happen. That's where people are bumping into each other and bumping into pedestrians and it's just a mess up there. Yeah. Similar to taking here. the stairs. Take the stairs. It's always nice and quiet, and you're using a lot less electricity. I mean, all these options have this benefit of not using fossil fuels, essentially, mm-hmm. and instead using your body. How about getting up to get things for yourself as opposed to asking someone, hey, hun, could you grab me that since you're in the kitchen? We know how this goes in a household. Oh, yeah. Could you get me that? You're already up. Could, <laughs> could you do that? Instead of getting ourselves up and walking and getting the thing ourselves, just moving ourselves a little bit, that's half the magic. Just starting to move a little bit. And we can think, this isn't going to do anything. I need to go to the gym. I need to work out four hours a day. But the trick here is that when we start expanding movement in these little ways, we start to shift our foundation, our paradigm. We start thinking movement is not something that is a chore. It's not something that I do to try to get to point A and point B in the easiest way. It's actually something that enriches my life and is fun. And even if it takes you a while to get up those stairs and it's going to be huffy and puffy, it's kind of cool to be in the back bowels of a building instead of in the regular, I don't know, the stairs are always like... reminds me of castle towers or something. (laughs) They go way up. Yeah, you can find fun in almost any type of movement. And what's the point? Why do this life if we're not having fun with it? Why have these bodies if we can't find some fun with them somehow, some way? And obviously, I'm not advocating sticking carrots up your nose, but get a little goofy. Have a little fun. Go crazy. Do some dancing and singing while you're having some shave ice out in the sunshine. That is the missing, another missing key here, a missing part of the puzzle, is 
having fun, making movement fun. If we can have fun in life, we stick with a habit. If it's not fun, it becomes a chore. And that's one of the things I love about thinking of it as movement rather than exercise Mm -hmm. because movement tends to become habitualized and it takes us out of our narrow range of experience and opens up new and different experiences. We got to do a station break. All right. Isn't that the sound? Almost. Try it again. Why? Usually your sound effects are better than that. Shut up. That's you with the sound effects. I have. You do it then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so much better. That didn't even sound like a human being. Be quiet. <laughs> didn't. I mean that in a loving way. <laughs> no, don't be quiet. Let's let's put in a word for our patrons here who are making this possible. We love you. Oh, we no. love you. <laughs> no, with this you are. again. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I won't put him on next time for that. Thank you, dear patrons. You make these podcasts possible. You make so much of what we do possible. We and, love you. Oh we gosh. love you. Okay, quiet. <laughs> oh, my heavens. Truly, though, <laughs> I can't take you seriously now. <laughs> the audience members are laughing. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm right with you here. This is, if you're a listener, these podcasts, our videos, the stuff is all here because of the people who are patrons. And we need you to keep these going. So you can become a patron by going to our website at rewildu.com, R-E-W-I-L-D-U.com. And when you're there, you scroll down the page a little bit. There's buttons for PayPal and Patreon. This is what makes everything we do at Rewild University possible. It's not just the videos and podcasts. It's people that want to come for the one-on-one programs here but can't afford it. The patrons that we have make that possible. It's Mirabelle, our daughter. She has her own um, YouTube channel that shares everything from nature stuff to emotional resilience and meditation. All this comes from you. Well, yeah. I think before you get too far carried away with all the singing and stuff, I'm just going to do it. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's time for you to unleash your life. life. That was operatic. No, please. I could please. be in another career. No, you could not. Opera singer? I'm sorry. I think somebody commented on your very first podcast that you don't have a career in singing. So let's just do this. What's action point number one? Action points. Number one, a one-month movement goal. This could be kind of more flashy. So for me this month, I said, okay, by the end of this month, I want to be really good at handstands. Mm. And I started training for that. Having that goal keeps me doing it every day. You talked about trying to get down there with your grandchild on the ground. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's going to be your goal. Whatever it is, remembering that we can think of this in progressions. If I just try to get up and down, I might not be moving in a way that's really good for my body. Sometimes, I'm just going to put it out there. It's not affordable for everybody, but sometimes we need a good trainer. Mm -hmm. There's also YouTube, which has some great videos. And if you dig enough, you probably can find some videos on the dynamics of getting up and down. Whatever it is, choose a movement goal and give yourself a month for it and go for it. Realize sometimes we're going to fail. I made myself this goal and then I was training the other day with some martial arts with somebody in my shoulder from the surgery. It's really sore. I'm realizing I have to take four days off here and not do anything with my arms. Yeah. It's important to realize that rest and recovery are a part of moving forward. They are. So don't get obsessed with this movement goal so much that you hurt yourself. 
make it a reasonable movement goal yeah. and go for it. You could almost even think of it as a little mystery if we're taking that getting up and down. What do I need to be flexible? What muscles might I need to strengthen? And you can piece it out a little bit. Maybe you want to be able to run, but you're hardly even walking. Start with the walking part first. Make that your one-month goal. And then next month, you can make light jogging and then keep going. Exactly. So give yourself that reasonable. Here's a couple of examples. Yeah. A 10-minute walk every day. Or I'm going to sit down on a chair and get up from it five times a day. It can be really hard to do sometimes some things that some of us might think of as basic movement. So that might be my goal, that I want to get to five repetitions of getting up and down out of a chair by the end of the month. Maybe it's going to be that handstand. Whatever it is for you, it doesn't matter as long as you create that goal for yourself and you move towards it intelligently. Awesome. What's number two? Find a movement class. Or join up with a friend. Yeah. Getting social about movement is a great way to bring movement into your life. Now, this can masquerade as exercise. This isn't going to the yoga class exercise. Tai Chi. Yeah, it is kind of. You could think of it like that. But if you find a movement paradigm that you really enjoy, so that beautiful, slow, powerful movement of the Tai Chi, the flexibility and strength you gain with yoga, that rough and tumbleness of the jujitsu class, whatever it is, finding something that's fun to you and then getting social with it, meeting up with the other people, connecting with them, so that that is, it creates momentum. It gets you wanting to go to that class and continue that movement. Well, and it doesn't even have to be a class. How about start a garden, do some gardening, oh, or, yeah. or join a community garden where you will meet up with other people and getting out, bending over, all of that kind of activity doesn't have to be a formal organization. Absolutely not. Yeah, all kinds of fun things. There's tons of clubs out there that have to do with movement. <sighs> Number three. Number three. 10-minute movement meditation or imagining. Yeah. So this is right out of Brian Clark's work. If you sit down and you really visualize, okay, let's take getting up and down. Okay. This is a very real one. So I want to get up and down off the floor to be able to play with my grandchildren. And I start to recognize the different movements that are part of that. So I'm doing this with a muscle up on the ring. Okay. And I visualize... The movement, the beginning movement mm. of, of that larger movement. So getting up and down, the first part might be that I'm starting to get down into a squat. Mm -hmm. And so that's a progression in it. And I'm going to train in my mind 10 minutes a day, picturing myself doing that nice low squat. And the nice thing is in our mind, we can do it much deeper and stronger than we might oh, yeah, be able to Oh yeah, to the do. fullest potential right. possible. <laughs> and it really starts to burn those pathways. I never was making progress on that muscle up on the rings until I started doing this and just kind of just taking my hands and moving them <laughs> in the way. It. Yeah, so I'm kind of motion. moving my hands in this little funny <laughs> way. Great. And that is getting me there way quicker than all the effort I was using before. So use that power of movement meditation because it literally burns that highway that you were talking about, Rebecca. Wow. So you're just saying 10 minutes a day on some activity that you would like to progress in. Yeah. Can you just do this while you're in bed? You can do this while you're in bed. First thing in the morning is an awesome time. Or at night. Yeah. As in, oh, I forgot to do it. So <laughs> do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little break at the office, you know, there's that, oh, your hour lunch or whatever. Devote 10 minutes. Who gets an hour for lunch these days? I think days? they get an hour for lunch. I don't think so. Don't they? No. It's like 15 minutes. 
We got an hour for lunch. When did we ever get an hour for lunch? That was with like Back somebody when we were who working like at Ramage at the factory. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we've had a lot of jobs. We, you know, that's a whole. We should tell our story someday. About, <laughs> that's going to take a lot man. of podcasts to tell our whole story, oh. <laughs> especially if you're singing all the time. I do not think you get an hour. Huh. Anyway, forty-five minutes? No, half an hour maybe at the most. Wow. Well, who knows? I think it probably depends on your job. <laughs> well, the other thing that is that you can <laughs> you can have an imagination or a movement fantasy, I sometimes call it, where you are going to. Just imagine yourself moving almost like a superhero. And what this does is it kind of inspires us. It probably is firing all kinds of muscles in our <laughs> body as we imagine ourselves doing that triple backflip from one building to the other building. Is that what you imagine usually? Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm just working on the muscle up. But if you imagine that, it gets your mind and your body thinking, oh, I'm capable of movement. And it's kind of fun. You can imagine you're a superhero battling all kinds of villains or you can imagine you're a surfer on a wave whatever it is that makes you feel like you're moving your body that sounds fun yeah it's fun movement should be fun it should be well number four meditation of the senses tell me about this one so this is a meditation that we have on our youtube channel and we'll put a link right there in the podcast page so if you go to rewildyou.com go to this episode in the podcast page you're going to find the link to it And what this does is it helps us to get into our senses because sometimes the reason that our bodies start to not do what we want them to do is because we're getting out of touch with our sensory input, our sensory experience of the world. Oh yeah, I I can see this. I'm thinking particularly for me of Shavasana at the end of yoga, but I like to do it even just not after any flow of asanas, not after doing any poses or anything. And what it really is asking, the way that I do it, is to go in and feel the fingers and your mm. hand and everything of your right hand, let's say, and then to your left hand and to your foot and to different parts of your body. So you can actually feel, you try to put almost your brain there to sense what your body is sensing. And that I feel, for me at least, starts to give me a clue of what my body's experiencing. It gets us embodied, as our friend Dustin says, just really reconnected with this experience of being in a body. And that can become a very enjoyable experience if we start to feel the sensations again. Opening to our senses, it gets us back in touch with the taste of our food, Mm. with the feeling of someone putting a hand on our shoulder, all these wonderful sensations that are available to us. Often, we start to dislike the body because we only pay attention to the sensations that scream at us, Mm -hmm. and those tend to be the pain and the discomfort. But if we get sensory again, we can start to just relish all the other sensory experiences we're getting, and it gets us out of that fear of the body. It makes us fall in love with being in the body again. Mm, I love that. Fall in love with being in your body. That's my invitation to all you listeners. Fall in love with being in your body and whatever that means to you. Go on a little journey of exploration. You can say that having had that accident and going through that pain that you went through. That's a beautiful thing because we know that there's a lot of people dealing with chronic pain. They're they're dealing with MS, they're dealing with fibromyalgia, stuff that doesn't even have a, 
Well, diagnosis and oh, label, yeah. right? Don't get me started on that. Oh, yeah. That's so hard. There's so many people out there who look like they're perfectly normal and fine, and yet they are struggling every single day. Right. But if you can just take yourself where you're at, love your body and be a team with it, mm. then you open up your fullest potential, whatever that is. We are sending love to all of you, just like we want you to send love to your body. We're sending love to you. And so grateful that you're part of everything we do here at Rewild University. It's fabulous to have you come along with us. Thank you for listening and thank you for sharing. Visit us and share with us. Tell us what's going on with you and your body. What you love about being in your body. Okay, I'm working on that muscle up. Well, I want you to show me what I could do on the rings. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can do something, right? Let's do that. Oh, yeah, there's tons of things you can do on the rings. Okay. They are so fun. (laughs) 